Blog Talk Radio. Okay. It's NBA draft time here on Car Sessions. Myself and TJ about to get into it. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel, five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A Wiggins, fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know you put to do it to you. TJ, NBA draft time, brother, what's good? What's going on, brother, how are you? I'm here, man, I'm here. I'm, 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 this, this is a big night me personally. Lakers got the second pick of the draft, so this is not just another night for your boy. Uh, I, I'm kind of excited too because my Nets actually traded for the first round today, so I'm actually happy about that. Wonderful, wonderful. They traded the was it Beast Young, I believe it was. I think I got that alert. Yeah, they traded Young for the 20th pick and a future second round pick. So I like what the new Spurs East is trying to do over here. Okay, okay. I mean, you you gotta have picks. Especially when oh, yeah, they are right now as a team. Oh, yeah, that's something Billy King didn't even realize that we needed. Well, Billy King is a moron. Sad to say, I try not to call names here, but Billy King is clearly not the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm calling you. I'm trying Billy to be King. nice here, man. <laughs> you know me, I'm not the nice guy. <laughs> I'm not playing nice. You never. Nothing changed. Jump out the window. And then while you're jumping out of the window, there's a ham in your hand and you're just throwing shots everywhere. Listen, I got grenades ready to go. So, yo, TJ, how you want to go about this? Man, there's a lot of moves that's been taking place prior to the draft. We got the draft to discuss. Do you want to get the trades out of the way first or do you want to come back to that? Let's get the trades out the way first. I think that has a lot of implications for what we're going to talk about later anyway. Rightfully so. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I did a little reaction yesterday discussing the Derrick Rose trade. I feel like the Knicks, I don't want to say won, but they did good business. How do you feel about this deal for the New York Knicks? All right, let's just put this in perspective. I am not okay. a Knicks fan. I do, however, like Carmelo Anthony. He is my favorite player in the league. Now, with that said, I have a friend of mine. I'm not, I should be nice and everything and not say his name, but I'm going to say his name. Stephon Bishop. Okay? He is the advocate for believing that certain players would want to come to the Knicks or whatever. And I'm like, bro, nobody wants to come to the Knicks until the Knicks can prove that they could put something together on the court. He also believes that this thing, the prior. The prior team that they had constructed from last season would have won more games than they did this past season as past coming upcoming season. I'm like, impossible. That would not happen. So I'm like, bro, you have to make that trade. Why? Because right now you have a little bit of cap space, and Derrick Rose will come off your books next season. Yes, you only have like five or six men on the roster, but you can fill that out and everything. Not anybody's going to ask for, for a max deal. I don't even think first thing they're going to make get players that's going to ask for max deal. If they could get Noah or Gasol, who are both, I believe, 30 and over, especially for Gasol, I know he's over 30, he's not going to ask for that much money and everything, especially to play with Phil Jackson again. 
that could give you a good solid True. four solid five people right there. Or whatever. Like you cannot yes, Derrick Rose is not Derrick Rose of what we came to grow and know over the past two, three seasons been injury prone. But he's much better than what you gave up. Honest truth. And he's on the rent. True. So therefore you could get something worth it or whatever, and especially if you pair him with with players that can spot up and shoot in Porzingis and Melo. All he has to do is just drive. He's not a he's not a great shooter. You're not expecting for him to do that. He could defend a little bit on the on the perimeter and everything. Like, why be mad at that? But he believes that DeMar DeRozan is going to come to the Knicks. One reason why DeMar DeRozan will come to the Knicks. Why? Especially if he's a same player like Melo. He's going to play on the wing, and he's going to try to try to get to the rack as well. So anything Melo does. Melo just has a well, better post body. In fairness, in fairness to your boy, Stefan, DeRozan... It doesn't nearly have the jump shot or the floor space and ability of Carmelo Anthony. So I don't think they would necessarily get in the way with one another. But at the same time, it does sound like wishful thinking from a wishful thinking Nick fan. I hear the bash Nick fans, but they have some of the most grand ideas. When it comes to building a team, there's no better GM than the Nick fan. So hearing this from you sounds like par for the course for the New York Knicks. But, you know, what about the Bulls and all of this? To me... It kind of signifies that they may be leaning towards blowing it up. I'm seeing rumors already about Jimmy Butler being next up. I think this would be a great idea to blow it up. Jimmy Butler gave him some problems last year with the whole resigning situation. Getting rid of getting rid of Derrick Rose allows you to get a huge albatross off of your back. D Rose is not going to be MVP D Rose anymore. They paid him like MVP D Rose, and he can't get out of his own way. So. With this trade of Rose, I feel like the Bulls are showing me they're not bringing back Pau Gasol. Whereas Joe Kim Noah is not coming back. I think they're prepared to clear the decks and try to restart this whole program again. Am I wrong in feeling that way? Or do you think that Jimmy Butler is going to be the guy going forward in Chicago? I believe they are. Uh, I basically believe that they just reset their phone and everything because you, okay. it wasn't working from the Bulls aspect and everything. Um, it's a new they have a new system in there. They have to try to accommodate for Fred Hoiberg, who you just brought in last season. So, therefore, that's telling me that you want to keep Hoiberg on for at least another two seasons instead of trying to fire him after the next season if they don't make the playoffs. So, you have to right. give him some time right. to get right. to acclimate to that roster. Now, granted, if you trade away Butler, that's a big piece that you're missing. Like, Butler is on the verge of being a superstar. If he could get to 25 a game, five, 25, 5, and 6 a game, like, he'll be considered a superstar. But the problem is, okay. now that you have the pieces that were there, that's, like, they both collected pretty good young talent and everything like that, they could make some more moves. They could trade Snell, the guy, Todd Gibson, and everything. So, and, and Todd Gibson, I believe, has one more year on his rock on his own contract. But, like, right, right. I do believe that they're clicking, that they're pressing the reset button. Like, it didn't work. You didn't get to the playoffs last season. You couldn't get past the Miami Heat when you had the opportunity. You couldn't right. get past. You couldn't do nothing and everything. I think LeBron was still in Cavs when they first, when D Rose first came in the league and everything. Still, so like, honest truth, like it's time to hit that reset button for them. That's why you get all you max out on whatever you can, knowing next year you have some more money coming in, and then just do what you got to do. So, what do you think? I, I mean, uh, like I was saying, I believe that the reset button, as to use your line, is being hit, or it's at best is being contemplated. I had a, a, some conversations at work today. And 
Some of the guys I spoke to, they were looking at Jimmy Butler as not a primary guy. They don't view Jimmy Butler as someone whose star is ascending. They feel like, you know, he's an all right guy putting up good numbers based on the fact of a high usage. So there's people out there who don't think Jimmy Butler is that guy. And I have to wonder if Chicago thinks he's that guy. They did play hardball with the contract last year. And some would say that Jimmy Butler got overpaid. So maybe they want to unload these two contracts of players making $90 million so that they can build the team the right way. We know that the Bulls front office has had a shady history past also. So I guess they just want to clear the decks, get some young call control guys to try it that way. I can see that happening and everything. I don't know about – to me, I feel like Jimmy Butler played the good role of being a number one, especially when we knew Rose was coming off injuries. He's not, he wasn't going to be the same player that he was prior and everything. Past two seasons, Jimmy right. Butler actually did what he had to do. He went out there, played hard, and he, to me, he's the top three two-way player. And funny enough, all right. the other two are both shooting guards. And Clay Thompson was actually the three because Kawhi Leonard plays the three. But right. if you can trade away Butler and get some value for him, I don't see a problem with it. You already trade away Derrick Rose. You don't have money under the cap now. Like You don't have any big contracts on that roster anymore. Miles wants what you can do. Blow right. it up and... And just do what you got to go from there. Yes. I have an idea who they should trade to, though. Hold up, though. We got a call on the line I'm on the air. Before we, we get too deep, you know how you know how it go on call sessions. It is. Call sessions, you live at Java and TJ. What's good? Caller, you there? 919 area code. What's up? Okay, I, I guess Somebody shot? Somebody nervous? Yeah. Phone shy, it's all good. They'll call back. <laughs> Probably put his phone down to go get something to eat or something. But um, who's the person you had in mind to trade for the Bulls? I think personally, they should try to trade the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls should try to trade that to the Timberwolves and try to right. reunite Butler with Thibodeau. And in well, return, apparently, they get the fit. Apparently. They- they already nixed that trade, TJ. That, that, I, I saw that last week. They, they shut it down. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay, they nixed the trade there. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, th- th- they tried, but apparently the that the, the Timberwolves have is not enough, not nearly enough to sway them to move Jimmy Butler. I guess the Bulls believe that they can be I guess, the fifth pick in the draft for Jimmy Butler. I don't fault them for thinking that way, but all the same, if you're trying to move this guy and you're taking phone calls, you better be smart about it. Did I lose TJ? No, you did not lose me. I'm sorry about you that. Might lo- oh, you might have lost. Oh, you, you, you got to be with me, bro. I, I was about to grab the steering wheel and go off the highway, man. Oh, no, you ain't got to worry about that, bro. I'm here with you. Right now. But yeah, like, I just feel like they can get some value for Butler and everything. So they might as well just do what they can do. Um, I'm not sure how many teams are going to bite and everything just because I don't know if they want to give up a high pick and everything. But right. that that will be that. Fair enough. Fair so enough. Who, fair enough. What about this Jeff T trade? I like, I like, I like the Jeff T trade for the paces. I think put T next to Paul George alleviate some of the pressure dealing with as a hawk being a primary player of the guy that initially offers the guy to create shots for others. Now you have a guy like Paul George who does basically the same thing. So now 
it's time to peak, roll off the ball, get up in space to focus himself. So I like the trade for the pieces. But my question to you, DJ, is what are the Hawks going I see for the Hawks, the Hawks weren't going nowhere. And the Hawks haven't been trying to go anywhere right. for years now. Like, they make the playoffs and everything like that, but they wasn't doing too much after that or whatever. So, like, aside, like, you had to try to make moves and everything. Yeah, Dennis Schrader, Schroeder, or however you pronounce his name, and everything. That's going to be the future point guard who actually plays very well. I like his game a lot. Right. Um, you want to have Al Horford coming off the books as well. You have to try to get some value for what you can. And in True. terms for the Pacers, I like what they've been doing, honestly. They get that young. They get Jeff T. They get, they get some great picks and everything. Not picks, but, like, players that's going to help them push forward and everything. Like, right. that's going to be the issue for the next that was going to be the issue. They didn't have anybody else besides Monte Ellis that was going to actually do too much and everything on you know yeah, I mean? And so, you really can't depend on Monte Ellis. I mean, he is getting a little older there, so you want to have another young guard in there that that can make things happen, especially in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like, with, with, with combination platter Kyrie Irving now, you need to have guards out there. Oh, yeah, totally. Especially to run around with everybody. Especially running around, because I personally think that the top three teams now in the East is the Pacers, the Cavs, and the Heat, personally. Fair. And with with that, you want to have somebody running around with Kyrie. You want to have to have somebody running around with Dragic and everything. So, like, it's the best possible move that they can make. I could dig it. I could dig I, it. I could definitely dig that. But, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to get too deep with it right now. I'm going to save that for a later session. But I really believe that. Teams in the Eastern Conference need to start seriously stacking the deck. We see we see the conglomerate LeBron James has created. He's a one-man dynasty. Wherever he goes is where the, where, where the finals is going to be coming out of in the Eastern Conference. So if I'm an Eastern Conference GM and I'm looking around pieces, somebody, they need to, they need to collude, they need to do something to, to, to stack the deck for the team that can go up against what the team LeBron is on. We know it's not LeBron. As much as you want to believe in one-man army, LeBron is coming through with soldiers. You're going to have Kyrie Irving. And on any given time, I'm to give you 2025. J.R. Smith could turn on microwave any point, you know? So you, you got to think about in the East. These GMs, you do hit up Danny H, who has all the assets, and, and, and give him a godfather deal and put that team together to deal with the Cavs. Otherwise, it's going to be LeBron again. That's a, a quick rant. I had to go on that tangent real quick. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I, like, I, like, I, like, I love the passion. I'm just looking six years in a row. What, what, what more do people need to see? <laughs> As a yeah, GM like, in the Eastern Conference, you got to do something, though. Like, but to, to me, honestly, I feel like the East is much improved than what it has been. Like, the top eight teams in the East all finished with a better record than, I believe, the seventh and eighth seed in the West. People probably are saying it's not staying much and everything, but I do believe that the East is coming. Give them, like, two, three more years, and if they could get a couple of free agents coming to the East and everything, the East would be just as good as the West. Yeah, I would say I'm a West Conference guy, but I see I smell stepping in there. But all right, man, let's let, let's get into why people are really tuning in right now. And it, and this is NBA good. draft. It's the it's the main event of tonight. Most sports fans had this date circled since the NBA finals. They knew in the back of their mind after the finals bet the draft is the following week. So let's get into that, man. Um, so I'm I'm gonna give you the option here. How how would you prefer to go, TJ? You want to start from the top and work our way down to number ten, or do you want to go from ten up to number one? Um, man, listen, we, let's just let's just follow common common ground. Let's start from one to ten. You want to go one to ten? Say no more. Say one no to more. Ten. Right. The 
Since his number one pick in the, in the NBA draft, we know what it is. It's my God, Ben Simmons. I'm partial to Ben Simmons. I wanted to win the Lakers. The Lakers won many games, even though we still didn't win many games. Um, so we know the obvious, TJ. Let's deal with, let's deal with the unknown. Are you high on Simmons coming into the league? Are you a little iffy about all this praise he's being thrown away right now? Honestly, man, it's about time that the Sixers do something right and everything. And matter of fact, I do think that they drafted fairly well three out of the last four seasons. Um, we still don't okay. know what um, Joel Embiid is, but like that's a that's like a hero there. I like Okafor. Right. Led the team at points per game last season. Noel seems like a really good defender, on and off the ball defender, right. and everything. So I like him. Um, you need somebody that's going to be able to facilitate, though. They don't have that. Like, I like Ish Smith, but it's kind of late for Ish Smith and everything to me. Um, he got him Ish making in the league, bro. Yeah, exactly. Um, Robert Covington played well for them as well. He could be a good role player coming off the bench and just, like, energize the bench squad coming off. I think you have to go serious right. here. Uh, like, he has a big body, 6'10", about 240. The only thing I don't like about Simmons' game is he can't shoot. But right. I, it, like he could get to the rack, he gets everybody involved, he grabs boards, he plays good defense and everything. Like I don't like personally, he's the best player in this draft to me. You got so you gotta roll with him. You gotta go. You gotta roll with him, and hopefully Philly will fall in love with him. And not pull him again. I'm kind of. No, I'm, I'm hot on Ben Simmons, but then I've been having conversations with some fellow baseball heads, and now they have me a little concerned. I don't know if it's good to be true, because for every, for every LeBron James, right, sure thing. There's another guy coming into the league who's supposed to be a sure thing, like John B. even get on the court. So, you, is, he, is he really the next LeBron or is he the next LeBron? And that's the issue that we're talking about. I don't know if it's poison in my mind, but I'm starting to consider about being the next LO. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. But, I, I don't want to make those comparisons, though, man. Like, like nah. let's, not do, let's not do those comparisons. Just because, like, everybody wants everybody wants the next – everybody wanted the next bird. Everybody wanted the next Magic. Everybody wanted the next Jordan. Everybody wants the next Iverson. Everybody wants the next LeBron and everything. Just let players be them. Like, right. you could compare him in a sense, like, he reminds me of this player, but that's not that player, though. We know that that's not that player. Like, don't right. say right. that they expect that he's going to be, no, he's going to be the man. You're just putting too much pressure on a kid that's, what, 18, 19, coming into the league, and he's going to be playing with full-grown folks, going to be playing LeBron James himself four times a season, going to be playing Dwayne Wade himself four times a right. season. Like, He's going to see Kevin Durant two or three times a season. He's going he's, and he's going to be guarding Kevin Durant. He's going to be guarding LeBron. He's going to be guarding uh, who else? Probably Jaleel Okafor. Not Jaleel. What's his name? Oh, I forgot the kid name. What's, um, what's the team? What's from team? Milwaukee. Jabari Parker. Oh, you're talking about Adam Kupo, Jabari Parker, guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he's going to be guarding I mean, these guys and everything. So. Yeah. So you can't, you can't really jump the gun yet. At the same time, we as sports we gotta compare. That's what we do. He, it, 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 we got to even see this guy. There was reports about being the next LeBron. 
So it's like I'm a little leery. I don't I don't want him to under the pressure. He kind of coasted through college. I think I defended him during the season for coasting through college because I felt like felt like he was in a situation where he knew what the outcome was going to be. He knew what it was for LSU. He decided that I'm going to go here because my father. I took one for the family, but we're not winning no chips. I don't even like the guys I'm playing with, you know? And that's what it would start to seem like. Like, he was just doing it because he had to. If he... Hearing guys giving him problems about his attitude and his position, and I'm like, wait a minute. He was up the number one pick a year ago, so so what, what should go through the workout? If he already knew what the pick was going to be, everybody knows him as a number one pick. So... I guess I'm talking to these people and I'm letting them sway my mind, but I know what I see when I see Ben Simmons. I think I see a beast, and I believe he's going to be a beast as a pro. No, I totally agree. Like, there's no such thing as a bet, uh, a complete player in my essence, because that means you're perfect. And ain't no such thing right. as perfection. So, like, everybody's going to have a flaw in their game. Yes, LSU didn't make the the um the the. The, the tournament and everything, right? But he was still he was still leading or one of the top vote getters for player of the year. True. Right? There's a reason for that. Now, yes, we are trying to say he's transcendent, but everybody still has to learn. He still has to learn how to play the game. He still has to get coached up correctly and everything. Hopefully, Brett Brown can do that for them, and we'll see how it goes out. But with that first pick, I say that they should go with 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 Simmons there. The consensus on the consensus say that three times. Consensus on Carson. Consensus on Carson is Ben Simmons is the number one pick. We need HBO show for that one. Oh my god! (laughs) Consensus on car sessions. I'd watch it. (laughs) But um, now the second pick is where it's slightly interesting. I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of the the league who report about the league have Brandon Ingram going to the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a few people out there that say they're interested in Buddy Howe. There's some people saying they're interested in Providence. There's people saying there's a trade where they can move for a big-name guy. I think Brandon Ingram is the pick. I think he's the right pick, TJ. I think having Brandon, his body type in his game is a Western Conference game. I've been doing that a lot. I talk a lot recently, whereas it's evident that conference has Specific style of players. Western Conference is a lot of long, two-way athletic animals. I think slotting him into the three with a D'Angelo Russell and a Luke Walton as a coach is set for the future. I'm not calling playoffs and seeing all this other craziness, but when I look at what they're building with Randall and possibly Clarkson coming back, I think Ingram is the pick for the Lakers. What, what do you suspect? I do like that selection for them. I personally, just knowing what I know about Walton, and he's coming right. from where he's coming from, from Golden State. I wouldn't have a problem with them going with Buddy. That's uh, true. Because you can pull that yeah. trigger. Okay. You'll need somebody to space that floor to try to keep up with the Splash Brothers. And whoever else starts playing like that, uh, New Orleans might have you try and play like that if they can get some consistent three-point shots going down and everything. But, right. like I said, the way of the West, with Kevin Durant still possibly being out West, you're going to have to defend that man. Still have to be able to defend, and we see what happened with size, with length. They got to, they got to the um to the Warriors when they played True. against OKC. So 
if he could defend that perimeter and everything, I don't see, I don't have a problem with that, with them doing that. You get rid of Swaggy P, he's a bum, and then you just go on from there. You move, you put him in at that three, you got Brandon Bass, you still got Randall who averages 10 boards a game, and then you still have Jansen Russell developing as a true point guard. Now, people was, I heard people say, oh, he only averaged like three or four assists a game. Yeah, but there's not so much talent in L.A. at that time. And he's still I mean, hold game. on. I'm not, not to cut you off, play with Byron Sky in the ISO heavy offense. Nobody was getting assists for the Lakers. It was one of the worst things I've ever looked at last year was what Byron Scott was trying to have these guys do on the basketball court. Anytime I get to kick Byron Scott, I'm going to do it. You can continue now. Now, I see Byron Scott is on your level of um, Coach Sean Kaufman and everything like that. Oh. I get it. God. I and it took, you know, and we'll and think about it. Coughlin had 11 years of this pent up. It took two years for Scott to get there for me. Imagine that. At least Coughlin was good at what he did to some degree. Yeah, I think Coughlin got you some rings. He brought you some happiness yes. and everything. Yes. So that's yes. a conversation yes. for another day. We'll leave that for another day. Oh, yeah. Like, back, well, back to the Lakers. Um, I do see, I would like to see the Lakers doing well and everything just because I guess, the, I guess the league is better with the Lakers playing well and everything. So, like, Go ahead and go with Ingram at that spot. The second best player. He needs to develop that body a little bit. Kevin Durant could get away with it. That doesn't mean everybody can. Anthony Davis' body be True. been breaking down. And I don't want to see that for this kid. He got to put some put some weight on him. Let, since he's in L.A., have him eat a whole bunch of burritos. Listen, TJ. Believe me when I say that to you. I'll be a less ornery guy better make a product on the basketball court. So, Brandon Ingram, the only way I want to see this pick get tra- traded, I'm going to be a Laker fan for a second. The only way I want to see this trick get traded is if it's a Jimmy Butler or a Paul George coming back the other way. The Pacers just got fatigued. I don't think they were acquired fatigue with the idea of trading a Paul George. And who knows what the Bulls are doing. So, you know, Jimmy Butler's on the table, I would not cry if they flip the second pick. Don't give me, don't give me crumbs. For Ingram. I'll keep Ingram if you're going to give me crumbs. All right, let me ask you this thing, because I have this theory as well, right? Okay. Now, you have a situation with a fellow Western Conference franchise, right, that has two top five players possibly. I think you know where I'm going with this. One of them, okay. I believe, is from the hometown of the Lakers, right? Okay. Do you package off D'Angelo Russell and the second pick for Russell Westbrook? Mm, how do you? Who, who says no to that? I mean, I'll say this in terms of sheer talent, you have to say yes to Russell Westbrook. However, I like Russell Westbrook's game personally. So I might not be the most thrilled, but in terms of sheer talent, who says no to that? I'll, I'll go fight Mitch Kupchak if he doesn't take the deal. Put it that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just feel like that helps him out in the long run. But more so just because it helps out OKC more too, though. Because you're not sure what Kevin Durant's going to do. And you're not sure what, what's his name, um, Westbrook is going to do next season either. So you might as well see what you can get in the meantime. You know, they, they decided to hold a fourth down with KD here, thinking they could make a, a championship. And they. Yeah, well, let's see. To see what they're saying because they focused on letting KD walk because they knew they had a trade piece. And so maybe if it became a possibility and they 
contract doesn't take the I'll fight. So, yeah. Yes, I would take the deal. Okay. Okay, fair enough. enough you, I hope you know that y'all you will suck next season, too, though. Hey, we got $60 million to spend in free agency. I'm not prepared to anything about us in next season. Okay. But this is this is not the <laughs> Lakers draft preview. We're doing a top 10 preview. Uh, the Boston Celtics. Unless there's a trade, they'll be picking third. Jay, who do you have in mind for the third pick for the Boston Celtics? With the third uh, pick for the Boston I'm, Celtics. The funny thing is, like, it, the way the ball is bouncing for them, if the draft goes as we say it goes, and everything, right. like, I could see them going with Chris Dunn, but then again, how much guards can you have? Right? That, that would be the problem. Like, you have to get rid of one of them. You'll have Bradley. You'll have Thomas. And you'll have, uh, what's his name, Marcus Smart. And then you add Chris Dunn as well. Like, you'll be guard heavy. Not to say there's anything wrong with that, but at least you have a young asset that you could give up. And what, and who would you give up? Right. Do you trade away your best player right now in Isaiah Thomas, who leads the team in, point, in points per game and assists? Or do you try to trade away, see what you could get? But you're not, you know if you trade him, you get the most value. Or if you trade the pick, you might get the most value because other teams is going to want is going to want done. But who wants to trade with the Celtics? Because who knows what Danny Ainge is going to be asking for? So, right, but here's here's my argument for you. I'm gonna counter that argument right now, just just to throw something your way. How do we know that Isaiah Thomas, at his size and stature, can really make a difference deep into the playoffs? You know what I mean? Deep against upper echelon competition with more skilled guards that are bigger than him. Can he really make that much of an impact? Wouldn't a 6'3", Chris Dunn with a filled body make more use? He's 6'3", he could be Damon Lillard for them, bro. Remember Lillard did his four years, he came out, he was beasted from day one. Maybe Dunn could be that guy for them. That, that's quite possible, but it's not like small point guards haven't played in this game before and haven't, and haven't been nice. Um, I just, I'm not saying Isaiah Thomas is him, but the great Allen Robinson. 5'10", Allen Robinson, and everything. He really, he did, he got to a, a finals with a squad of bums aside from the Tumbo, who's a Hall of Famer to me. This is true. This is true. Hey, man, I'm, so, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Oh, I know how you do, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't see a I'm going to say that this pick is going to be traded. No pick for me. Also, it's fine for me to flip that pick for somebody. That That's my pick with the in the draft. Okay, okay, um, Black Danny Ainge. Let's, let's, let's see what you do here. Um, I think they find a way to finesse Jimmy Butler out of, out of Chicago. That's what I think. If Chris Dunn is the pick, you could essentially swap Jimmy Butler with a younger Chris across cost-controlled and fill out the pieces. Okay. Now, so you saying Jimmy Butler for Chris Dunn? Essentially, that's what the, the trade would be. Okay. Would be All right, so you will probably, if you're Chicago, you're probably going to want more than Chris Dunn. Yeah, Boston is loaded. Not to say they're nice, but they have a lot of assets. They have a lot of young players that are moveful pieces. They also have that guard from Oklahoma State. I forget his name right now, number 36. Um, They have Selinger there as well. Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is dead. Chris Sullinger is there. They have guys that you can move to make a trade happen. Young guys who already know how to play together. The Bulls can still be 
entertaining and play some entertaining losing basketball along with Chris Dunn. Okay. Right. Fair enough. That's fair enough. So you're saying two two guards for Jimmy Butler in return, and then you have a backcourt of Isaiah Thomas and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's yeah. nice a one-two punch in the backcourt. I like that. And the, you can make the, things and one underrated thing. One underrated thing. The Celtics do play very good D. They do play the very good D. If not the second best defensive wing player in the league right now. So you I I think that actually makes sense. And it goes back to my yeah. initiative about each conference team to start thinking about stacking the deck to, to deal with LeBron and this. Yes, have LeBron in the field. Yeah, that's I can see that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, okay, young Billy King. <laughs> All right, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I couldn't even get mentioned to say me bump Billy King. <laughs> I had, I had but, to. Uh, I had to. If you look at your profile, you kind of looking like it from the profile. Oh come on, son! Now you, now you violate me. Now you trying to roll <laughs> me? Of that. No, I got that with you. <laughs> Alright, see Um the Phoenix Suns have fourth pick in the draft and if rumors are true and everything that I've been reading leading up to this day are true. Where are they trying to flip Bledsoe to somebody who's taking them with, with the right package. So with that trade in mind or the possi- the possibility of that trade in mind, I'm of the belief that the Hill is a pick with the fourth spot for the Phoenix Suns. I think Buddy Hill, along with, uh, what's his kid's name? Ah. Uh, uh, Devin Booker? No, no, no. Booker, but see, they oh, have Brandon Booker. Knight. Brandon and Brandon Knight. Knight. The human posterizer. The human poster. The human posterizer. His name escapes me. But it's what happens when you work a nine to five and you come home to record car sessions. Sometimes you forget things, and this is why you have DJ here. No longer the other guy. That's DJ. To put it on when you falling off, but uh, yeah, listen, I, I think that I think that Booker, along with along with Buddy Howe, make things very interesting in the West. Booker can play the three. He's not a little guard. He's about six seven. So you could put Booker at the three and make it real tough for teams trying to guard them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking huh. Buddy Howe is the pick there. Couple of shooters, hey, so who- a, a, a willing passer in night. I, I I like that kind of build for the Phoenix Suns. Wait, so who's the coach for the Suns? Is it still Earl Thomas or Earl Watson? Yes. I mean, yes, Earl Watson. Okay, you, you feel like I don't product. know what they want to do, but personally, I think they go with the best player available. And okay, what it seems like to me, from all indications, that might be the dragon from Game of Thrones, uh, Dragon Bender, whatever his name is. Mm. I haven't seen him play. Personally, but from all accounts of what I've read and what I've heard, is that he has great court vision. He can shoot. Uh, he has great. Uh, he has great mobility and everything. So he might be able to be some, a project and everything. Not saying he's going to be this year's Porzingis and everything, but why not? Like especially like how you said about Ingram in LA. Why not try to take a chance on somebody that would have, that could stretch the court? And everything, and probably and hit that open jumper like Ke- like Kevin Durant and everything. So you might as well just stay, stay the course and go with it. Because remember, you lost you know, both the you both lost both the twins last year, and they had a nice perimeter game today. Right. 
You know what it is? Hey, you got Alex Lynn. Full disclosure, I'll be honest with you there. Part of me being lyric about Bender is the fact that I feel like that whole stash pose thing is the same. Whereas they want, they want everybody want to ride this next movement. Like, we got stash last year. So now they want to overvalue European player. Just because Chris Saps blew up. Don't mean. I, I looked him up, got a bill on his dude. And the first thing that I noticed about Chris that I didn't see with Bender is the way they moved. Chris Saps might be 7 3, but the, I knew because of the fact of the way he was able to run the floor, his footwork, how fluid he was. All his movements are very fluid. I look at Bender. I don't see that fluidity. I see a guy who kind of lumbers. I see a guy who's kind of stiff. And I'm not sure how that translates to the pro game. If he's trying to be a finesse big, you got to have a little swag about you. And I see a stiff when I look at Dragon Bender. I could agree with you with that because the one thing I do give Chris Stops a lot of um, kudos on is the fact that he studied, like, American culture, which essentially is black culture, and everything before he came over here. So by him learning the nuances of what a, pro- a, pro- a predominantly black game is, it helped him. It helped him with that move over here. So that transition was easier for Kristaps and everything. So and especially coming into a big market like New York City, even though I feel like markets is going someplace else, or whatever. But that's not a here or there. And Phoenix, I think they know that they're still trying to develop and everything, and they got some young pieces there. I think Alex Glenn has to take the next step forward and become a great big man in the league, which I think he has the possibility of doing. And they have pretty good guards there. Whoever they can get from Bledsoe, I think will be will be a, will be a plus for them, though. So I got to go Bender there. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, it's, I guess it's I like to know what's happening. I don't like to roll the dice sometimes. But no, I take chances, but Generally speaking, I like to know what it is before I can move. But we'll see. Maybe Bender, I don't mind being wrong here. If, if Bender that guy, I'll eat the I'm, I'm above it. Hey, listen, that's what that's what this show is about. Difference of opinion. That's all. True indeed. But the fifth pick, TJ, who do you have going to the Minnesota Temple? <laughs> this pans out perfectly for my, my favorite young team in the league right now and for my favorite player coming out in the draft. It tears okay. up nicely. It goes to a need that they have, and that is shooting. So they have their option right. of going either way. They have Buddy and they have Jamal. I personally, okay. I go with Buddy. Reason why four years in college helps his game. He might not have the ceiling that Jamal has, but at least you know he's ready to go. You pair him with right. uh, both your two rookie of the years. Back to back, and I think Wiggins takes another step this year, and you have you have some right. more space for him because Buddy could knock down those shots. He has that step that step step back jumper. Not saying he has it as fluid as step, but he has that step back jumper from three. You have Ricky Rubio, Red, who who doesn't have the best shot, but he's a ten and eight guard. He'll get you 10, 12 right, points a game right. and still get you like 8 or 9 assists a game as well. I didn't realize his numbers were as decent as they, as they were. And then you still got Carl Anthony Towns. Listen, man. And Zach Levine coming off the uh, off the bench, a.k.a. K, I forgot that, K-Fish and everything. Like, man, listen. Man, listen. I like that. I like what they're doing in Minnesota, man. I do. You know, I like, I like what you're saying there because you'll put a grown man already on that team. 
because you think about it, Buddy Howe, although he'll be a rookie, he he did his four years in college, so he'll be around the same uh-huh. age as Andrew Wiggins. He'll be around the same, or a little bit older, I believe, than Zach Levine. He'll be older than Carl Anthony Towns. He already has a uh-huh. mindset where he's not afraid of the moment. I know they're gonna say it's college, but you could already smell it on certain players who who goes like Kemba Walker as an example. Kemba, you knew coming right. into the league, he was he was not gonna be afraid of anything. So right. I'm not I'm not mad at your pick there, but buddy. Buddy would make me have to hate them because I'm a Laker guy and, and having to deal with them three or four times a year as they mature pissed me the hell off. I'm the body. I, I, I smell what you stepping in. I kind of was going in the same direction with that video, bro. Um, do I want to go shoot it in? Hmm. They put my building back hat on you know, since I'm a GM of all. Shooter, shooter. Cut the string. What you think? I got you the string. Paul Murray? I'm putting, listen, I'm putting the puppet strings on you. You already got Hill going to, to Phoenix, so you might as well go with the shooter there. I, I don't know, because Blacktown's an offense. What about his defense? You know? I'm a Jamal Murray. <laughs> I'm going to go there. I'm going to take Lakers cap off. I'm not going to be afraid of what they might become. I'm going to go Jamal Murray. He's a decent-sized body for the in the NBA. He, he has the jump shot, and he, he doesn't require the ball, so he wouldn't get in the way of a Wiggins, or Wiggins is getting busy. He'd, he'd have a niche automatically on that roster. So I'll go Jamal Murray there. Fine. Whatever. I, res- I respect the pick. I respect it. I respect you. I, yeah. I like you better I'm today scared. than I did earlier. I'm scared of this team. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely afraid of this team right now. God. Oh. God. God. All right, TJ, with the sixth pick, the NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans, who do they take? That is the question. I'm, I'm going to go. go I'm going to go. Oh, you going in? Go you, 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 no, 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 I want you to go first. I want you to you go first. You want me first. to go first? All right. You the man. I'm, I'm looking at this kid from California. I think I think the Unibrow Brown needs a, a dynamic guard next to him. So I think Jalen okay. Brown is the pick. I'm looking at Jalen Brown to, to go with the Unibrow Brown going forward. About I like I, I think all he needs is a scorer. Obviously, Garrett playing next to him in New Orleans. So I'm going with Jalen Brown. Oh. see the thing is I, I like where you're going with that one. The okay. problem is, man, like how can I put this? How can I put this and be also delicate and everything with it? Oh. Um. You, I, I'm kind of nervous for Anthony Davis. Period. Like every year, this guy's getting hurt. Like I had him on my fantasy, oh, and mind, boy. and mind you, mind you, mind you, Truth I didn't even out. draft. Mind you, I didn't draft him. I didn't even draft any of my players because I had auto drafts on. That's 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 a conversation for another day. Okay. Uh, that's a conversation for another day. I'm not I'm not mad at it because I didn't talk trash the whole season, so I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is that this guy gets hurt so often. He's an amazing talent and everything. I just feel like he tries to do too much. And Gentry's going to try to have him doing too much, taking, spreading the floor, having your center slash forward pulling from three and everything like that. Like, I don't know what they want to do with him and everything. I personally feel like if he's... He's just almost the same size as KD. You might as well just put him at the three then, if that's the case. Like, I know he can block shots and everything, 
on on the opposite end of the court, however. But I feel like you you kind of missing out on what he's what 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 he is available to do. So me personally, I think they have an influx of guards there already. I think you still have to go guard because I'm not necessarily sure I like the kid from um from what's his name from Cal. I think they might have to right. go with like a Marquise Chris from Washington instead. Okay. 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 I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that at all, sir. But I'm going Jalen Brown because I believe in the unibrow. I believe in him. <laughs> I think that I think if Alvin Gentry is smart, he'll try to simplify what he was trying to implement last season and, and take the unibrow back to what worked two seasons ago when he had one of the highest PERs in league history. His efficiency went mm-hmm. down because he's had to become more of a perimeter-based guy. Go back to the right. paint, or if anything, master, become a, 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 a LaMarcus Aldridge on steroids, where you master the mid-range game, occasionally step out, and abuse the paint. Maybe like you're saying, maybe his body can't take the punishment. That's why he wanted to step out. But this is where you got to start hitting the gym, brother. If you want to play in a grown yeah. man league, you got to hit the gym. So, yeah, I, I'm I, begging I, on him getting better and having a guard to grow with going forward. So, yes, I'm going Jalen Brown with the sixth pick of the draft. Do remember, he was a third-rated prospect for, for much of this time until a recent drop and, and Buddy Howell and other guys starting to creep up. You know, So, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown there. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I got Chris going there. Now we got we got the Nuggets. Yes. The rich and creamy. Pause. Pause. Hey. Pause. Hey. Pause. Pause. This is gonna leave it at that. Pause. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, this is New York lingo. You 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 did that though. I'm not with you on that one, bro. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I'm 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 all for the I'm all for the the fun and games and everything like that. You know how I do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Who you got going here, man? Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray. Plain and simple. Pair somebody with with your young budding Moutier. star in Moutier. Um, I heard reports that they're trying to trade Faree. Uh, I think that will be good for them because they can get some assets back to go forward. Gallinari is a what a pretty good scorer. He gets like what nineteen a game, I believe. So yeah, it's fair enough and everything. So when healthy, yeah. So I like I like that move for them. I, I like putting Murray right there, somebody that can shoot, and that helps take out some pressure for Moutier because Moutier cannot shoot. He still has to develop that shot or whatever. So yeah, that that's pretty good for him. I like I like Murray there. All right, um. I'm going to go with Marquise Chris. I believe that if Farid is on the trading block, you're going to need to slot someone into that power forward position. And, and, and why not him? You know, he he wasn't the most notable guy initially. But through, you know, the draft process, the combine process, whatever it is that they do to get their weight up, he shot up these ranks. So why not? If, you, if you're so determined to trade Farid, you don't want to go completely small. I only think there's one team that's willing to go super small, and that's the former world champion Golden State Warriors. So if you're going to flip out a pretty decent big man, why not have a young, again, cost-controlled big man with the cap flying up to $94 million? You got to have these dudes on the cheap, TJ. So Marquise mm-hmm. Chris would be the guy that would slide in and fill in for the Manimal if the Manimal does get traded. Okay, fair enough. 
fair enough. I do, however, like some of the foreign talent that they brought in there um, with Nurkic, Nurkic and Nikolo yeah. Jokic or whatever. I like I like some of that talent that they got in there. That's just, listen, I wouldn't even be surprised that Bender goes there if he drops because they just seem like they like collecting players from overseas. Mm, I mean... I guess. Look, I guess. You know, I don't. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I mean, you could be right, but I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna dispute it. Uh, Sacramento Kings, eighth pick. In the uh, I'm gonna call them Sacramento Monarchs because I don't know what the hell they're doing out there. I don't know what they're doing in Sacramento. Uh, it's more like looks like they're older. It looks like they're older uniforms when like Chris Webb and them was there. Nah, it's not. They, nah? they, nah. It, it's super generic, bro. When you get a chance, oh, go on the blog, Uni Watch, and look up the King's new uniform, bro. It's, it's. Sorry, I got the Bleacher Report app for it, so I'll, I'll take a look at it. It's bad. Yeah. But anyway, who you got with the eighth pick, brother? Man, listen, man. I don't know what the what they're doing here. They got an all-time like best player in the league right now. With Cousins, who leads the teams in points, rebounds, and blocks. Rondo actually had a, a pretty decent season. I like Seth Curry. I like Willie Collie Carly, Stein. I don't. Ben McElmore and um, Rudy Gay are finished. I'm sorry. Those two. I don't, ben McElmore, I had so much hope for him, and he don't know what he's doing on the court. Like, he's still under 10 points a game. Bro, you was a top five pick. Why are you under 10 points a game? Well, and you was brought to the league for being a, a pretty good scorer. Am I right or wrong? But I could be mistaken here. I don't know what they do. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I really this is where the draft doing. might get interesting because I am. I don't know what they're going to do either, bro. I don't know what to make of their roster. I don't know if Boogie going to be there. I, I'm pretty sure Rondo might be gone. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think with... If Rondo stays, you have to try to get another person that could like slash and everything like that when um, Cousins is on the floor as well off the post where he could just dish it off to somebody slashing. So I think Jalen Brown fits best there with them. I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. I will have to say Brown right there. And then, the matter of fact, but then the funny thing is, the funny thing is, knowing who their coach is and he likes having two big guys there, I can see him going big man as well. Who's but in that fact, they only have time. I forget. They have, who, who's um, the Dave Jager. Dave Jager. Dave Jager. Oh, Jager. yeah. Yeah. He's he trying to... You think that they might go grindhouse out west, like the real west, because Memphis is not in the west in any shape or form? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know, uh, I think, I think I'm going to go with a project, because, it's, again, there's no real big-time guys here, man. And they don't need a big because they have Boogie Cousins. They have my they have they from Kentucky a year ago, Cauley Stein. So I think they go guard, but there's not many dynamic guards to, to really think about. But I think, don't shoot at me, TJ, right? I'm not now, you can call me Jimmy King. I think okay, there's a chance that the kid from Syracuse might sneak up into the top 10 just out of necessity and not because he's good, but Malachi Richardson. If Rondo's gone, you got a six foot six guard who can shoot, who, who, who got better as the season went along. I'm just saying, they don't need any more big men. There's not many great guards who are that size coming out of the draft, you know. 
So why not? That's that's my pick. That's my shot in the dark. Shout out to my Syracuse Orange. I'm being a bit of a homer. I'll be completely honest with you. Hey, I, listen, I, there's nothing wrong with that because at that at that spot it's like whatever is there. That's true. Right. Like I I, I I totally get it and everything. So I'm not going. I probably would have said more so of I can't even pronounce the kid name, but D Murray from Washington. The six five point guard. And then I would probably move. <laughs> Who's not project at eight, nine, and ten at this spot now? Uh, Everybody's uh, a project okay. now. What about yeah, yeah. all right. I, I can I can I can dig it. I can dig it. Really and truly this draft it has decent players, but it's not like nobody that like last year's top ten was a little deeper, I believe. Like I feel like this draft is loaded up until about the sixth pick and then, then it starts to, to taper off. So I I, I can't be mad at yeah. that. What's the worst that could happen, right? What about this guy Absolutely. from from Seton Hall? I fell I fell off Brooklyn like Isaiah Whitehead. Just randomly before we close the segment out, um, do you think he sneaks into the first round? Of- I hope he falls to the Nets at twenty. I'm telling you that right now. Whitehead <laughs> going to the Nets right at twenty. That's what yeah, you want I'm to happen. That's, that's what I want <laughs> to happen. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm gonna think this course on that one. I hope that happens. I hope uh, that happens. I'll be a happy I'll be a happy person right now. I, I, I'll be totally I, happy I, with that. I, I guess I don't. I think Brooklyn should leave Brooklyn because when you get money and you in Brooklyn, that's never a good situation. Look what happened to our homie Lance with the prostitute. You know, that's. <laughs> I don't know about that. Man, but, uh, man, Lance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's going to be there, or whatever. But yeah, Lance. Lance is a loony anyway. So yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, let, let, let's take it to the, the town that Drake called the North. The six. We What's are the up? north, or we we the north, whatever that wherever that is. I like Toronto whatever. City, but like get out of here with all the action and everything. Well, what, what do you think these guys do? Matter of fact, mm. I'm gonna throw this, I'm gonna throw something at you first though, because the bad part about the way that the draft is set up, like you don't know what free agency is yet. At least like with the NFL, I think they have free agency before the draft. Right. So then you can fill in your spots and everything. This way, but. The reverse role right now is because you don't know if DeMar DeRozan is coming back, bro. That's the point. So, do you, you draft another two guard here? Uh, you know, this is the problem I got with this situation. You don't, you don't know. You really don't know if 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 DeRozan is gonna walk. You don't know if Bismack Biombo is going to get overpaid. This is a catch-22 kind of situation. So, do you go best player available? Because it's not like this team was bad. They they got to the conference finals. I believe they got in this pick by way of trade, if I'm not mistaken. So I believe so, too. I think, it's, is, it, is this the next pick that they got? Or some other uh, they No, the, the yeah, Boston has the next pick. Boston has the next pick. Boston has the next pick, but the Nets had a couple of picks, though. But I know they traded, they did some silliness, but it might be. It might be. I think they go with Sabonis from Gonzaga here. Because oh, you I, were thinking the same way I was thinking. Because <laughs> to me, we're thinking alike I, on that one. Two years ago, I watched Sabonis bust. Let me not see. This is the family show. I can't even say what I was about to say. I saw Sabonis get busy in the tournament two years ago. Gonzaga took a step mm. back this year because they didn't have the overall talent. But I remember, again, I'm big on big men who have mobility. This dude right. can play. He can move. Like you can tell that his father, Arvidas, was teaching him some moves because he has a, yeah. a decent mobile game. 
he's he's physically he's not he's not one of these these kids who who, who wasn't taught to be tough. He's not tall and finesse. He's gonna be a bruiser, and yeah. he has some yeah. skill. So I think that in the event that Biombo leaves, because they don't want to overpay Biombo and they'll throw the bread at the Rosen to keep him and Lowry together, I think that Sabonis could slot right in. He won't be the athlete that Biombo is. I don't expect that, but he can get rebounds. He has some touch around the around the rim. He got a nice little drop step, nice little baby hook. He has a nice little turnaround jump shot. He can be useful. I'm not saying he's gonna be a star, but he'll be useful. And Valachunas always gets hurt, so why not? It's why not? It's a value. It's a value pick anyway. Let me add my two cents on this one. I totally agree okay. with you with this. I think he's a better player right now than Biombo is. Um, Biombo is a. I'm not going to say he's an amazing defensive player just because I watched him when he was in Charlotte and he wasn't like he had his coming out party against the Cavs per se and everything. So like all of a sudden he just like turned the corner. I'm not, I got to see more from him. At least with Sabonis, I feel like he has a lineage of knowing what to expect from the NBA through his pops. Like his pops, he's a very good passer. Like his pops, he's a very smart player. Like his pops, he has that nice little dump around, around the basket, finish off kind of kind of game. So I like Sabonis here just because he gives an added element to to the to the um Raptors who are too to me was too elbow and perimeter heavy in terms of their offense. And they couldn't do too much down low. Like Biombo you can't depend on him for anything offensively unless it's an offensive rebound. But he's he's like Sabonis Exactly. The Bonus has a great IQ for the game. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But we got about two minutes left in the show, TJ, so we got to close this out with the 10th pick right on time, two minutes to go. So, Milwaukee Bucks. I would say this is one of the most disappointing teams in the NBA this season, considering the talent that they had and the rumors about them wanting to get rid of the contract they just brought in a year ago. He will remain nameless because he didn't live up to the said contract that he turned down for the Lakers but went to oh, Milwaukee. Wait, wait, I I'm salty. You mean Monroe. I'm salty. I'm not saying his name. I'm not saying his name. How you turn the Lakers down, they go to Milwaukee and be trash. All right. Anyway, a <laughs> couple minutes left in the show. Who you got with the 10th pick going to the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, I think they get rid of Monroe, and I think they go with Jacob uh, – Portal, whatever his name is from Utah. from Utah. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I listen. They at this point either they trade back or they can get somebody else and everything. But everything else is like pretty much gone, and everything like like you're not going to be temp- dependent on him. Like honest truth, they're going to be dependent on on Middleton and Jabari Parker for scoring. And hopefully right. Jabari Parker is a full year removed from the ACL injury suffered in his fresh in his rookie season, and he turns okay. out next year and just does his thing. So right. that's with, what I'm hoping a, for today. With a few seconds to go, I'm gonna go with Scalabrissier. I, I think that he got better hmm. as the season went along with Kentucky. He doesn't need the basketball to be effective with so many guys on that Bucks team that need the ball in their hand. Why not have a defensive big who can fill out, who has athleticism? He can finish on the alley-oop, and he can protect the rim. So I think Labrissier should be the guy they pick. So that's what I'm going with with the 10th pick in the draft. Scott Labrissier from Kentucky. There you have it, people. Okay. Top 10 mock draft by yours truly at Carson's Sports Report. We did that. Jarvin, TJ. We out.
Monday, we be back, y'all. Holla at us. Two chairs.